0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball, made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Every once in a while. No, I'm only kidding. More more often than not, Kevin, you are posting something on Twitter. And more often than not, it's quality news. But I think the news you shared today concerning Trevin Brazil maybe was as good a news as could have been uh, put forth that you have as of late. Yeah,
1: he's back to, to- – Five-on-five, live scrimmaging, full contact. Uh, And, and, you know, the university, the men's basketball program, really telegraphed it because they had their pro day yesterday where they had, you know, most of the NBA teams, some representation with their scouts or front office in to watch the Razorbacks. They did some five-on-five, and one of the photos they released was was Brazil Jumping Center with Bay Fall. And so as soon as they put that tweet out and I saw the photo, I, I shot a text to my source who, who did confirm that Brazil did in fact go through the five-on-five five live scrimmage. And so, um, you know, I want to get that tweet out for anybody that looked at the pictures and weren't sure what they were looking at. That was, that was the jump off of the five-on-five five portion. So um, Brazil, you know, this was what Musman said two weeks ago today during the open scrimmage that the part of practice where they did scrimmaging in the open portion for media that was on september 28th two weeks ago today and he said after that practice when asked i asked him when would brazil be cleared because he didn't go through scrimmaging for five on five just drill work and he told us about two and a half weeks away well we're a little bit under that time frame right now because we're just two weeks since the since that since that practice so just you know uh, he's a little bit ahead of schedule based on what Musk told us. It also opens the possibility, not probability, but at least possibility that Brazil may be available to go when Arkansas plays its first exhibition game a week from tomorrow. In eight days, uh, ho- Arkansas will host uh, division Two Texas Tyler. And so that'll be an opportunity to see if is, is Brazil ready to go after the red-white game, Mussman indicated he was really more concerned about having him ready for the season opener on November 6th against Elkhorn State. So we don't know if he has any plans to play in the exhibition season. But the fact that he's a little bit ahead of schedule getting back on the court for 5-on-5 leaves open at least the possibility that they consider, you know, playing him maybe. Uh, Maybe Mussman weighs in more on that when we get closer to to that first exhibition game. Um, But at, at the same time, uh, I don't think they rushed him. I think they've been cautious with him, and I think the fact that they let him play means they feel like he's ready. I certainly don't think they're rushing anything.
0: If he's 100%, how beneficial would it be for him to play, say, against Purdue, even if it's five to eight minutes? How, how much? How beneficial would that be?
1: Well, it could be big because Purdue's a no-joke. I mean, this is a team that's got top ten preseason projections. They've been the they've leader of the pack really consistently in the Big Ten the last several years. And they've got a, uh, you know, we know they've got an All-American potential college basketball player of the year front liner. Now, he's a center and he's a 7'3 guy, but, uh, you know, you want your best on deck in a game like that. And if he's ready and they feel comfortable with it, I think it helps him. I think it's the kind of game and the kind of matchup that can help him as Arkansas jumps right into league play a week later, or excuse me, in in regular season play, not league play, regular season play a week later after October 28th uh, against Purdue. So if if, if, all this is really going to come down to how he's doing. You know, is there any any ill effects after going hard? You know, because you're going to have contact when you're playing five on five. You're going to get your knees going to contact something. Uh, on another player. You're going you're gonna to go to the floor sometimes. You know, it's, it's a physical game. And so how does he bounce back uh, dealing with the initial physical plays after being out for almost a year? Because if you remember, he went down with a knee, knee injury early December in Arkansas' ninth game. It was a non-conference game at home against North Carolina Greensboro. So he hasn't, you know, other than some three-on-three three, uh, here and there, he really hasn't been in, in the full go until now. And so you always keep an eye on that. How does he do in practice? How does he, you know, how does he respond to any contact? Uh, how does he do defensively and reacting? Uh, all of those things are going to play into how much we see him, if any, during the exhibition season. But you'd love to see him, if not Texas Tyler, You'd love it if, if they feel he's ready and he feels like he can go. You'd love to see that against Purdue.
0: Okay, so it's a little ways off. And you may have talked about this when it was initially announced, but <clears> – <throat> How in the world did Arkansas get Purdue to come to Fayetteville for an exhibition game?
1: Well, more and more schools are moving toward getting some value out of those two exhibition games against something, some kind of a high major team that resembles what they're going to bring on the court in some way. The level, the level of talent, the depth, and guys that may project to the next level. You want a test like that that doesn't count. And so last year, Arkansas went to Texas. Yeah. So Texas got Arkansas to go on the road. This time around, Arkansas is getting Purdue in there. I don't know specifically. Musman, I think, talked about it a little bit. Uh, you know, they had, they saw an opportunity there. Obviously, some, some networking relationships you know leading up to that. Uh, but Arkansas has been on the road for one, and now they get to host one. And uh, I, I think this moving forward is what we'll see, as long as Eric Melsman's at Arkansas, trying to make sure one of those exhibition games is against a quality opponent you know, they played North Texas, I think it was, three years ago at home, yeah. which was a Division One opponent. Used to, you'd only play D2, that uh, you know, that was really the highest level. And so we've seen an increase each year in what they're trying to do to test themselves. And I think getting Purdue in, it's, it's and then there's no football game that weekend either, guys. It's an off weekend for the football team, so basketball gets everybody's attention. That'll be on SEC Network Plus, by the way, uh, in addition to what I expect to be Uh, you know, hopefully a packed house at Walton Arena.
0: Yeah, I know people that – in fact, I know one particular person that uh, couldn't get season tickets this year, but he bought tickets for that game because it is going to be a game. And i got to believe they're at least paying Purdue's expenses or giving them some kind of guarantee to come. Don't you think? Would they just come on their own?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what – I don't know what arrangements they've got, Rick. It's a great question, actually. Uh, but you know, I think both, I think the biggest, you know, the biggest luring, uh, the most attractive thing for programs like this are not about really the money or I think it's more about opportunity to get better. Uh, so I've, I've kind of focused on that part, but I, I don't know what incentives outside of the opportunity to test yourself. You know, these are two of the best programs at college yeah. basketball in oh, yeah. the last handful of seasons. And so, you know, there will be some attention on this, even though it doesn't count. Uh, basketball minds around the country that, that, that follow the college game and understand what these programs have been are going to be paying attention to this game, even though it will not count against net or record moving forward.
0: All okay. right, Kevin, this is the Bud Light Little Blue Book Day, $622.20. Would you like to give your prediction on the Arkansas-Alabama game and net yards sure. rushing for Arkansas?
1: And what was the what was the tiebreaker? Tiebreaker net right?
0: yards rushing for Arkansas.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, uh, I'm going to go. Uh, that that I'm going to say Bama at home. I mean, I, well, I can't remember the last time Arkansas won that matchup. I know it was in the 2000s. Um, I'm going to go Bama because they're at home. Uh, 35, uh, Arkansas 20, and net rushing yards for Arkansas against that defense. I'm going to call it. 68 yards.
0: 68. Very good. All right, let's check in with Steve. Steve, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports.
2: Hey, Randy, I've got the offensive line problems fixed.
0: You do? They get to put 12 on the offensive line.
2: No. We're going to have Isaac Davis and Freddie Childress on the right (laughs) side. We're going to have Ragnow. At center, we're going to have Sean Andrews, Russ Brown, and Grant Garrett, and Jason Peters is going to be our tight end.
0: I don't think but they're they walking, walking through, through that, that door. I don't think they're walking through that door.
2: Darn, darn to luck. Well, you know, I thought I had it fixed. <laughs>
0: yeah. But uh,
2: I want to try to get into the blo- uh, book again.
0: Let's go, Steve.
2: I'm going to say Alabama 49, Arkansas 17, and I'm going to say 62 yards uh, net rushing.
0: 62 it is. All right, Steve, That's thank you, it. and let's talk to Mike. Mike, <laughs> never mind. Mike couldn't hang in there. Um, I was checking my Twitter a few moments ago to see if you had any other other updates, uh, particularly on battles. Khalil battles. We were asked about him uh, yesterday. Ready? Yes. Go ahead. No, I was just asking if you if you had any information on battles, but hold that thought because we yes. are about to take okay. a break. Hang on. All right. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Thanks again to Chris Walker and the gang out at Fence Brokers. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers going the extra mile. You know, Kevin, I, I catch myself sometimes trading people's names for someone else that I know. What I did, I said Khalil Ware. It's Khalif Ware. For the battle. I'll get it right sooner or later. I'm now trying to make wear into Khalif wear. No, Khalif battle. What is a status update on him? Uh, He kind of hobbled off uh, in the pregame warm-ups, if I remember correctly, uh, in the red-white game. What are Any updates on him?
1: Yeah, you know, I was there, and I saw it. I I was watching him go through, and he looked okay, and then he kind of, you know, checked up a little – Gimpy there, and hobbled, and then he took himself off the floor. When he came back out, uh, he was in street clothes, on crutches, and had a walking boot on his right foot. Well, that's the foot he's had problems with in the past. Mussman talked about it after after the Red White game and said, "Look, same foot, not exactly the same part of the foot, or not the same exact injury, uh, but it seems to be a nagging thing." But anyway, he said at that point they had taken him and and uh, gotten X rays and had some medical staff look at him, and everything was negative at that point, but they were going to do more testing the following day. Well, the red-white game was eight days ago, Wednesday, October 4th. So based on what Musman told us, they were doing more testing the following day, Thursday, October 5th. On Friday, the 6th, I, I, a source told me that they went through extra stuff with him, and there was, they, there was nothing to be thought serious there. Uh, and that was what it was left at at that time, nothing else serious. But, so what Melsman said after the game, from the testing they'd done to that point, they didn't think it was anything serious. And then whatever else they did after that, the next day, I was told even a day later that, they, again, whatever they've gone through with him to see if there's some real medical issue going forward, they didn't think so. So it really boils down to, I guess, soreness was a word used with me. Uh, But it's been a nagging thing. He's missed a lot of practice time, in in the latter parts anyway, of the July limited practice where they took an 18-day break when they came back for the fall semester. He was also off the court for a while. Uh, The day that we had the open portion for media at practice, he was practicing. He went live five-on-five. The intention was he was going to play in the red-white game, like we said. Basically, in the layup line, he he took himself out. So, uh, Having said all that, I did not see anything – uh, with the pro day or anything else they put out, that's clear to me that he's been fully you know, fully released to resume everything. So that's something I'm keeping an eye on. Obviously, he's a guy last year at a career-high 27 games at Temple, averaging only like 18 points a game. The season prior to that, he got out like gangbusters, over 20 points a game, uh, shooting the ball. I mean, it was an elite percentage in the 40s from three, but he only played seven games, and then he injured that foot. So the prior three seasons, the first one starting out at Butler, and then he transferred and played the next two at Temple. Uh, when you combine those, the, his first three seasons of college basketball, only 42 games total. So he's had some injury issues, but this is a fantastic offensive player and a tough kid. Uh, and I think he's a guy that's, you know, if he's full, fully healthy, if he's not a starter, he's in Arkansas's top six or seven rotation. Uh, but he's been he's missed, and so that you know. That may
0: be one of those things that's day-to-day at this point. Mm. Boy, you hope, again, this is not something that uh, is happening time and time again. Key players going down with uh, injuries, whether it be season or parts of a season. You hope this can be resolved in a positive way. Let's talk to uh, Woo Pig. Woo Pig,
2: good afternoon. Gentlemen, gentlemen. And Kevin, start. I have a question for you in a minute, but I'd just like to give the score here after mentioning something. All right. I'm going to go low-scoring this week. Last scoring last week I went high-scoring, thinking we had to have a lot of points to be, beat Old Miss. We're going to need a very few points, 24 to 20 Arkansas, and we better get 125 yards rushing if that's going to work. All right. You're down. My, thank you, and my question is, I we've got a couple of pretty good three-point shooters. Are they anywhere on the level of our Pat Bradley? And uh, who are they?
1: <laughs> oh, is is it my cue? Is it time to go? You go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> go. Well, so that's a great question. I think Arkansas is going to be better uh, shooting from three. You, you mentioned Pat Bradley. We know there's some other guys that have come through: Dusty Hannah, Scotty Thurman. You go back historically: Isaiah Joe, Mason Jones. Uh, there've been a lot of guys that can shoot, um, and Arkansas hasn't had as many lately. But I think there's several guys. Especially when we look at Joseph Pinion, Jeremiah Davenport, Battle, who we just talked about, is a three-point shooter because he's not just an efficient guy; he gets them in volume. He, you know, in the last 34 games he played at Temple, he was averaging nearly three makes from three per game. But he's not, you know, he's not been available lately. But just those three guys, L. Ellis is going to be a competent three-point shooter. Devo Davis, we. We just failed to recognize the fact that he, he really improved his volume and efficiency last year. Uh, and he had a good red-white game shoot for 32 two or three. He, he's not a traditional shooter, and a, and a Pat Bradley, or some of those other names I mentioned. But he, he's opportunistic in the sense that he's taking better shots, more quality shots, better decision-making, getting his feet set, and you see the percentages go up. So he's dependable. When's so the first game? I think, think Trevin Brazil. And the – the, at the stretch four spot, it's going to be a competent three-point shooter. When is the first game? Well, you've got two exhibition games this uh, later this month, the 20th and the 28th. Thank and you, Kevin P. First regular season game is November 6th at Bud Walton Arena. So less than a month away. Uh, that's against Alcorn State.
0: All right, Kevin, enjoy your weekend. We'll talk with you next week. That is
1: Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of. Fence Brokers.